Shalom. I'm Mitch Glazer, president of Chosen People Ministries. And with me is Robert Walter, who leads our work in the true Holy Land, Brooklyn, New York. So welcome, Bobby. Yes, thank you so much, Mitch. And uh, welcome, everyone, today on The Chosen People. We are going to be diving into a really important topic, uh, the topic of the growing Messianic Jewish movement, that segment of the broader body of Messiah that contains Jewish believers in Jesus. Great. Great. And uh, I'm one of those, Bobby. So, And uh, we, we, we are proof positive that Jews and Gentiles can be one in Messiah and, and get along, even though you're from New Jersey and I'm from New York. So That's right. Originally, you know. That's right. It's biblical, isn't it, for Jewish people to not only believe in Jesus, but to continue identify as Jewish people? Yeah, absolutely. I think that we have a strong precedent for that in the New Testament. And uh, I'm excited to talk about this more in depth with you, Mitch. I, I really want to hear what you have to say. One of my favorite passages is Romans 11.5, where Paul talks about an ongoing remnant of Jewish people who believe in Jesus. I love the King James, honestly, here. There is a remnant according to the election of grace. I mean, that's just beautiful. Mm. So that means in every day, in every age, there are always going to be Jewish people who are faithful to the relevant overarching truth that God presents to his people. And so there were people in the Old Testament who would be Jewish people who were part of a remnant that were looking forward to the coming of the Messiah. Not everybody was, but some were. We'll be with them in heaven, Bobby, you know? But the cross makes all the difference in the world, and everything mm -hmm. changes at the cross. And so today, ever since Jesus died, it's those Jews who believe that Jesus is the Messiah of Israel, that he died for their sins, he rose from the grave, he conquered death, and that by believing in him, we have everlasting life and forgiveness of sin. Those Jewish people who believe that way, and I'm, I'd be one of them, join Gentiles who believe that way as part of the body of Christ, mm -hmm. but also uniquely, I am part of the remnant of Israel because mm -hmm. my parents were Jewish. Romans 11.5 is alive and well with me. And also those great passages uh, of how Jews and Gentiles are joined together. And one of the ways that Jews and, and Gentiles are joined together are actually in worship and celebration. And Messianic congregations are, are a great way for Jews and Gentiles to express their unity. Right, right. So just to be clear, this remnant that Paul talks about in Romans 11 we can understand it, we can see it today in what's called the Messianic Jewish movement. Yes, absolutely. Now, Mitch, what has your experience been like in Messianic congregations? Oh, that, <laughs> that's a great question. I mean, I, I love sharing this because when I became a believer in Jesus when I was 19 years old, which is, you know, at least five years ago. <laughs> so when I became a believer in Jesus— like so many other Jews who believe in Jesus, I thought I was the only Jewish person in the world hmm. who believed in Jesus. Wow. Now, I did have two other friends who kind of led me to the Lord. They were the ones who really got me started. Uh, so I knew there were two, but I thought that that was it, the three musketeers. Hmm. We were the only uh, Jewish people that ever, actually in history, uh, that believed in Jesus. At that time, I didn't even realize the Apostle Paul was Jewish because I always called him St. Paul. What kind of Jewish name is Saint? I mean, it's just wow. not a Jewish name. Mm. 
Right. And so when I discovered that Paul was Jewish and that God preserved me as a Jewish person, naturally, Bobby, my heart yearned to meet other Jewish people who believed in Jesus. And I was the only one, obviously, who believed in Jesus in my family, mm-hmm. and I yearned for their salvation. Mm-hmm. And so God incredibly found a way to encourage me that just I just never saw it coming. I visited uh, a friend in Florida, and he told me he knew about these Jewish people believed in Jesus. I said, oh, you know, I think I'm one of them. You know, I was still such a new believer. I didn't know any of the words. I didn't even know how to express myself. And he said, well, here's the number. And I called the person and they invited me to some kind of Shabbat, Sabbath service, fellowship. I didn't even know what words to use at that Mm. point. And so I went and attended. And lo and behold, it was sponsored by a group called the American Board of Missions to the Jews. Oh, wow. The new name is Chosen People Ministries, and that's right. the organization, the ministry I've been leading for 25 years. Wow. So my first encounter with a, a messianic worship service was our own ministry. And Incredible. it was led by a retired Brooklyn fireman who had become a believer in Jesus. And here's the thing that was so awesome about it. It was filled, it was probably about 50, 60 people there. They were singing in English. They were singing in Yiddish. And most of them were over 60 years old. It was Florida, you know? Mm -hmm. I sat there in the back, and I think I was maybe 19 or 20. And, I mean, I was weeping. I was smiling. I was so happy. I couldn't even, I couldn't express it. And the reason I was so happy was because by looking at these Jewish people, who were worshiping in a Jewish way, who loved Jesus like I love Jesus, gave me hope to believe mm. that my own family could come to faith. Wow. And I will never forget that experience. And that's one of the great reasons to have Messianic congregations and why Chosen People continues to plant Messianic congregations so that Jewish people are encouraged to be Jewish and believe in Jesus and have a safe place, so to speak, to bring unsaved relatives to hear the gospel in a Jewish way. Right, right. Mitch, that's incredible. So just to sort of follow up um, with a question, uh, when you talk about this safe place or this environment where things, when you walked into that that setting, uh, you could tell it was thoroughly Jewish, Right, it was a Jewish context, <laughs> and you mentioned this creating this safe environment where Jewish seekers can come and hear the gospel presented in a familiar environment uh, and in a very Jewish way. Uh, so, what are some of the distinctives uh, about a messianic congregation that that set it apart as quote unquote Jewish? I always I, I like to define a messianic congregation sometimes as a church in a minor key. Now. Some people would not like that definition, Uh, but it's cultural, it's language, it's musical. But I was raised in a modern Orthodox Jewish home, Bobby, and Mm -hmm. I was used to a synagogue service. I was used to synagogue music, tunes. I was used to synagogue prayers. And so um, by hearing some of that at this original Messianic service and hearing that 
at various Messianic services around the globe that I go to because there are hundreds of Messianic congregations in the U.S. and probably over 500 around the world. And mm. there's, there's a bunch in, in Israel, probably about probably a couple hundred in Israel, wow. which are unique. unique. And, but it's that familiarity of Jewish life and Jewish worship with Jesus at the center that mm. really encouraged me. I like to say that the, the Jewish setting is like the setting of a, for a beautiful diamond. And Jesus is the jewel. He's the diamond. Hmm. And when you take the diamond and put the diamond in a beautiful setting, which for me was a more Jewish setting, when you're able to do that, then he shines brighter and is more glorious. And so I find that Messianic congregations, I love local churches, but I also find that Messianic congregations are a great place for Jesus to shine. One of the greatest challenges the Jewish people have faced over the centuries is how to preserve our heritage while looking forward to the future. And that sums up the goal of Chosen People Ministries as well. We believe with all our hearts that the Bible is the inspired Word of God, that Jesus is the promised Messiah of Israel, and that the simple message of His death and resurrection has the power to transform the lives of Jewish people and Gentiles all over the world. And we'd love for you to partner with us. With your prayers and financial donations, we will keep proclaiming the gospel until we see Him face to face. Learn more online at chosenpeople.com radio. Once again, that's chosenpeople.com radio. Or call 888-293-7482. We look forward to connecting with you soon. Welcome back. You're listening to The Chosen People. Well, coming up next, we are going to be hearing from Diane Cohen. This is a great testimony. Uh, Diane's a wonderful person. She's an attorney. She's been the president of her local Messianic congregation and a real stalwart uh, in the Messianic Jewish community. So I know that you're going to enjoy her story. My parents are Jewish, everyone I know in the family, ancestors are Jewish. And a uh, matter of fact, we were four pretty argumentative little kids. And my, my mother used to say, can't even get a word in edgewise around here. And what was funny is that we all grew up to be lawyers. And um, when that happened, at one point, I remember she said, well, at least I'm vindicated that I couldn't get a word in edgewise with you guys. So but I remember with my grandmother in particular, uh, this, you know, she grew up in the old, the old country and anti-Semitism was just such a visceral part of the upbringing that she said, now you're going to school and it's uh, Christmas time of year, and they're going to do those Christmas songs. Now, don't make a big deal about it, but you can't say his name. So I went in this bookstore. I was visiting my brother at the time and uh, checking out the New York Times bestsellers, and there's this book, Rabbi Jesus, uh, by Bruce Chilton. And I, I was attracted to the title because Rabbi Jesus would not be a very common uh, title for a book, at least in my world. So I picked it up, and uh, my brother came over. He says, why would you read that book? And I said, you know, Alan, come on. You know, I'm an educated woman. I don't even know who this person is. And he changed history, if nothing else, you know. So I'm just curious. I just want to read the book. I just want to understand a little bit more about who Jesus is. And so bought the book, got on the plane, and headed back to Columbus. I sat down on the plane, and um, I'm sitting in there reading my book. 
uh, Rabbi Jesus, and this woman kind of peers over my shoulder and says, oh, what are you reading? And I said, kind of defensively, I'm, I'm Jewish, but I'm, I'm just curious who, you know, who Jesus is. And she said, well, uh, what do you want to know? You know, I've written books about him. And I was pretty shocked. She started talking to me about some of the books and some of the information about him. And at the end of all this, I said, you know, I'm not going to change my religion, but, you know, if I were to read the New Testament, you know, do you have one that you'd recommend? And so she recommended one to me. And then she said, and you know what, I'm going to send you my books. Uh, give me your address. Let me send you my books. During this time, uh, shockingly, my marriage of 28 years um, came to an end. Uh, and. It had happened, it had been building over a long time. Uh, to me, raising my children was like the most important thing that you can do in life. I had this dream about, I think it was a, a Zephaniah passage. He will delight with you in song. Like it was, um, I just woke up one morning going, Where, what is that, where did that come from? I was by myself, this was, in the spring of that year and um, came home from work one day and took the mail in and there was this yellow package. So I opened it up and um, there was a book in it. And the book had a card and I, I actually have a card that came with the book and it said, Dear Diane, I haven't forgotten my promise to send you this book. It just has been slow in getting to you. This book is part of my life story. In the midst of great pain, Jesus walked alongside me. I have been praying that whatever you go through in your life, that he will find you and comfort you as he blessed me. Blessings and shalom, Lori Hall. Then she would, Zephaniah 317, he will delight in you with song. And I'm just like, I'm just in shock. I'm in shock at so many levels that this card and this book arrived at this time. So I called my sister, who is living out in uh, Massachusetts at the time. I said, Wendy, you are not going to believe this. And I, and I told her how this person that I didn't know sat down next to me like six months ago on the, on the plane. We're driving back and forth from Boston to Columbus. And, and, uh, and I never had spoken to her about my personal life, never said a word. I only asked her about Jesus. And um, so I'm telling Wendy who this woman is and, I, and this card in the book, and there's like dead silence on the phone, just nothing at Wendy. And she goes, did you say Lori Hall? And I said, yes. And she said, I'm holding a magazine in my hand and it's Christian-led woman and they're doing a review of Lori Hall's book. And it's this very book that she sent to me. At this moment, it, to me, it was so uh, profound that God was absolutely in my life. Late August of 2001, um, my sister and I were, were together and um, she invited me to church because a friend of hers was going to become a pastor. So we were going to support, I was supporting my sister, my sister was supporting her friend. So we go to a church service and uh, I was shockingly surprised at how beautiful and moving it was. And um, I have to say at the moment though, I felt that uh, I love the music. You know, this is like amazing music. And so I really, really, I got goosebumps and was really into the service, which was surprising. You know, I was a Jewish woman, I really, not attended church before, this was good. At the end of the service, she said, I want you to meet the pastors here, and they were both Jewish. And so I talked to these two guys, they grew up in New York, and I'm just like, how, how, how do you grow up Jewish and you're a pastor in a church? It just blew my mind. There I'm standing there, so this woman came over to me and she said, may I pray for you? She takes my hands like this, she said, may I pray for you? And um, I said, I just want to understand more about Jesus, <laughs> which I, that's all I wanted. But 
God, God just, he just zapped me. I feel like if there's such a thing as good electricity, it was like my body was just filled with love and, and warmth and, and electricity. It was like an electric, electrical love hug of proportions I can't even imagine. And I just felt this huge sense of truth of who Jesus is. I felt it. I could feel it. And, and the person that was praying for me said, the Holy Spirit is on you. And as a Jewish woman, I have to admit, I had no idea what she meant by that. And she said, will you accept Jesus as your Messiah? After this happened, um, I'm an upstanding member of the Jewish community uh, on the board at my synagogue and had a lot of interaction with the rabbis and um, the, the, my community. And uh, the subject came up, you know, I believe in Yeshua now. And the reaction was, what happened to you? How could you do this? I was like a traitor, you know, like, wh what? How, how could you possibly, all these years, believe that, you know, after being a Jewish woman and a leader in our community, how could you believe it? Jesus is the Messiah. And um, the beauty of how this happened to me is that I was so hit with the truth of it at such a deep level that all I could answer was, with great conviction, I can't explain why, but it is true. I know it is true. I know it is true in my heart. And I have the rest of my life to read scripture and understand the why, but I know it is. It is the truth. Perhaps you've been meaning to tell your Jewish friends about Jesus, but don't know where to begin. Well, if that's the case, we have just the thing you need a book called How to Introduce Your Jewish Friends to Messiah. It's important to understand your Jewish friend's mindset toward the gospel message. And this book is a wealth of information. Written by our staff, you'll discover tips and techniques to help you witness more effectively, gain a better understanding of the rich history between believers and the Jewish people, and you'll even learn how to stand up against hate and anti-Semitism. It's our prayer that this book will encourage you to share your faith with your Jewish friends. And you can request your copy today by visiting us online at chosenpeople.com offer. That's chosenpeople.com offer. Thank you for joining us today. You are listening to The Chosen People. Now, Mitch, we've discussed quite a bit about Messianic congregations and the growing movement that we're seeing today. Uh, but I, I have just a, a few more questions sure. that I want to ask. Fire away. What types of Jewish traditions are observed in Messianic congregations? It's mostly some of the traditional prayers. There are many prayers in the synagogue that are just scripture. And so, I mean, why not <laughs> use these beautiful ancient Jewish prayers when they're right out of the Psalms and right out of the book of Daniel and right out of the book of Micah. So that's really the real distinctive in Messianic worship, aside from the music and the bagels. Right. And I would probably add the, uh, the calendar as well. Usually in a Messianic congregation, the main holidays that are observed include Passover and Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and Sukkot and Hanukkah. New Year's, the Day of Atonement, and the Feast of Dedication. I'm just, I'm your translator, Bobby. Thank you. You know. <laughs> Thank you. So, Mitch, one, one final question. If someone was to walk into a Messianic congregation, what are some things that would just stand out right away? Well, hopefully the joy, you know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the uh, uh, Jewish music is kind of bouncy, you know. When right. I went to that first one, uh, it was interesting. I, I had never really gone to a church before, so I really didn't know what hymns were like. They were actually singing traditional Christian hymns in Yiddish. Wow, that's okay? amazing. Listen, 
let, let's just be blunt. The best and most Jewish, most important Jewish part of a Messianic congregation is what, Bobby? The bagels. The yeah, bagels absolutely. afterwards, right? <laughs> Uh, another thing also is, uh, and I know you've you've mentioned this throughout as we've discussed it today, uh, but keeping Jesus at the center of all of this, keeping Jesus at the center of the prayers, of the holidays, of uh, of the music, uh, of everything. Of the so, if you hear a sermon or what might be called a drash uh, in a messianic congregation, a drash is a brief commentary on a biblical passage. Perfect. And um, yeah, so it's going to be centered on Jesus as the Messiah, as the fulfillment of prophecy, as, uh, as our Lord. Bobby, you helped lead one of those congregations in Brooklyn. That's right. Yeah, I've been, uh, I've been honored and privileged over the past six years to be a part of uh, Beth Sar Shalom Brooklyn, which is our Messianic congregation that has been planted in our Feinberg Messianic Center in the, uh, in the heart of Brooklyn. And uh, yeah, I've just been humbled and so grateful to be a part of it. And, you know, the, the joy of a Messianic congregation is our bagel time together after the service. We have real <laughs> Brooklyn bagels. And if you're listening and if, and if you've never had a bagel from Brooklyn or New York, then I'm sorry. My condolences. Give, give, like you, give us a call. We'll see what we can work out. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm sitting there after one of, the, uh, one of our services and... We're at this table, we're eating our bagels, and here I am, I'm just, you know, this Gentile believer who the Lord saved radically, and I'm sitting there, and across from me is a, a Yemenite Jewish believer from Israel. So he's Yemenite, he's Israeli, and, and you know it. Like, he will just tell you exactly what's on his mind at any time. Right next to him is his American Jewish wife. And then across from her on my side is uh, this sweet, uh, older uh, Russian Jewish woman from St. Petersburg who is a retired chemist. And all three of them have come to faith in Jesus. And we're having this deep conversation about the Gospels. And it's like, I have to pinch myself because I get, I get to do this. I get to sit yeah. there in that seat. And then, you know, I, I survey the rest of the room. And we've got uh, uh, two Ethiopian Jewish sisters from Israel who are, are visiting the U.S. And they're joining us. We have young Israelis who are interning with us. We have uh, people from a more religious Jewish background who are sitting there uh, enjoying bagels with us as well. And it's, it's really, um, it's really just uh, an incredible thing to see Romans 11.5 manifest right before our eyes in this congregation. I think, Bobby, that maybe the best way to summarize it is that the remnant, though small, is growing. We hope that you'll pray for the Messianic Jewish movement. As you listen, remember to pray. This is The Chosen People, and this program can be heard every weekend right here on your local radio station, or you can catch us online 24 hours a day, seven days a week, when you visit chosenpeople.com radio. And then be sure to stay connected with us throughout the week on your favorite social media platform. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So just click the like or subscribe button and you're good to go. But now, let's close today's program with the ironic blessing. Yidrech Adonai v'yishmarecha Ya'er Adonai panavalecha v'yikunecha
Μέχα Ισάδωνάε Παναβελέχα Βιασέμνεχα Shalom. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and be gracious to you. May the face of the Lord shine upon you and give you peace. B'Shem Shel Yeshua HaMashiach, Sar Shalom, in the name of Jesus the Messiah, the Prince of Peace. The Chosen People is produced and sponsored by Chosen People Ministries.